Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Hello. So fun to be talking about books again today. With a treat. Sarah brought a treat today. I always need a little sweet, you know? Mm. Just makes my mouth happy. Me too. And mine now too, thanks. Right? You're welcome. But what today, are we talking about today, Sarah? Well, today, it's what's on your shelf. All the things on our shelf. All the things. But first, we need to see if you have a fun fact, Jamie. I sure do. What you got for us today? I have. So, our book for May is Homecoming by Kate Morton. And so, I just have a little bio on her from Wikipedia about her early life and education. She is from Australia. So, she's an author who lives in Australia. She is the oldest of three sisters. Her family moved several times before settling on Tambourine Mountain. Mm. Tambourine Mountain. I want to live there. Seriously. I want a place that's named fun. Something fun. Seriously, count me in. That sounds fantastic. Tangerine Mountain. Tambourine Mountain. Tambourine. But Tangerine would be good too. I I'll keep thinking Clementine, which yeah. we've had this conversation, right, I think, right. here. Okay. Um which is where she attended a small country school. She enjoyed reading books from an early age, her favorites being those by Enid Blyton. Okay. And Enid Blyton is not somebody who comes to mind. I don't know I'm trying who to that see. Is. Um she is an English children's writer and she is best remembered today for naughty Famous Five, Secret Seven, The Five Find, The Five Find Outers, oh. and Mallory Towers. Hmm. I don't know those books, so I'll have to look into some of those. That's awesome. Anyway, a little start in her, and we'll find out more about her for the next over the next couple I love of weeks. It. But I love it. Just a little early life of Kate, right? Very fun. But today. Yes. Today we get to talk about what you're reading right now, Jamie. What is some recent reads? For me, I am still on a reading kick, so I've got so many. On a roll. But let's start with A Long Walk to Water by Linda Sue Park. I don't know that one. It is a juvenile fiction, I would say. Uh, It was written in 2010. And it is based on a true story. So it's, it's titled A Long Walk to Water, based okay. on a true story. So this is a story of um, two <laughs> different people who live in Sudan. And one of them, the girl, lives in Sudan in 2008. The boy lives there in 1985. So different time periods, but they're different experiences living in Sudan at, at these specific times and how eventually their paths cross. Oh, wow. And it it is just fantastic. I mean, it's hard. It's heavy. Yeah. Um, the, the boy, Salva, actually becomes one of the lost boys. So when the rebels came in... Um, and were attacking the villages in Sudan. Yeah. There were some refugees, especially, and because not everyone could go, families were sending their children, especially their boys. And um, so there were all these boys in the United States from as refugees, young, 
who came here and were called the Lost Boys. There were a lot of things written about them. It was in social media and housing and raising these um, Lost Boys. But So it talks about his experience of how difficult life was in Sudan and what their day-to-day was like. And then when the refugees, I mean, when the rebels came in and attacked their village, just like that, his whole, I mean, one afternoon, what, less than an hour in his village, he got separated from, I don't remember if he was with an uncle or a cousin, they were separated, he never saw them again, didn't wow. know if mom and dad were okay, because you just ran. They wow. just had to run to save their lives. And he ended up in a refugee camp and trying to figure out if any relatives were still alive, were they going to come for him? How would they know where he was at? Yeah. So it it goes through his, you know, step by step through his experience. And then the girl Naya in 2008 has to walk two hours a trip to get water, to get water to bring back to their village. But you and would she drink has to, that the whole way back. Well, you, well, you they get it in these huge pots and they carry them on their head. They really like, she had these huge buckets and, two-hour walk twice a day to get water to their village. That's crazy. And so it talks, it's just her journey, getting water and bringing it back and the things she's thinking about, her family, the journey, what life is like there. Wow. And it's it's a short, short book. It's really quick, but so well-written that these, I mean, these are real people. This is real life, real villages and their hardships. And I felt it and could see it. And it gave me more compassion for these refugees that come into our country and how hard they've had it and how hard it is even still here as a refugee to live day to day. It's not easier. Right. Their life just isn't in danger. Maybe sometimes, but I thought it was so well done. I gave it five stars. That's amazing. I loved it. As you were talking, I looked it up on Goodreads. I have five friends who have read it. Mm -hmm. All of them said five stars. All of them wrote reviews about how important this book is for everyone to read. I agree. I think it was just, especially when you give a firsthand account from a youth perspective. I think that is just so eye-opening. Mm-hmm. You don't know all the politics involved in it. It's just exactly what your experience was, and it makes no sense. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just really enjoyed it being from, from his perspective. And then it t- he talks a little bit about when he came to the United States and what it was like in the United States um, afterwards. Uh, and what he did with his life going on, uh, it was just great. A That's really, amazing. really good read. Highly recommend. Cool. That's awesome. It's on my list. Perfect. Um, all right. The first one I'm going to talk about on the lines of things happening in the world. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about I Must Betray You by Ruda Sepetis. Now, it's a historical fiction. Uh-huh. It is not a real life this is her newest one. Take. Right? Um, yes, I believe it, it is. Just yeah. Just in February of last year. Okay. Uh-huh. This is the story of from the boy's point of view in 
he's like in high school Mm -hmm. in Romania in 1989 underneath the communist regime of the dictator Nicolae Susescu. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Sounds good. Um, This is something I knew nothing about. I didn't, I mean, I feel very, very much blind to things that have been happening, especially in history around the world. There are certain things that are very big that we read a lot about, especially in our historical fictions. But this was really new to me. And and it wasn't that long ago, 1989. This is in my lifetime. This is within our lifetime. Right. Yeah. Um, this just tells the story of how the world thought Romania was doing and what and was what? actually happening oh. inside of Romania. You know, it was a lot of we spend our entire days, it's communist, right? Um, working the fields, growing produce, which they were known for certain things in their country, but they never got to eat it. All of it was shipped out to other countries that they sold it to. Now they got like the garbage vegetables and mm-hmm. things that they did, but, not the, good but not the good stuff. And they very much had like secret police and they would turn each other against each other and they would threaten family members if they didn't, you know, work for the secret police and find information. You're tattling on your neighbors, you're tattling on your own family. It was crazy. You didn't know who to trust. Right. And then that breakdown of trust, just the, what it does to the psyche. Uh And it was really, it wasn't very long. It was, um, it was a shorter story. Uh, But I love, I really enjoyed it. I find that kind of stuff fascinating. Especially when it's not something I know a lot about either. So reading a historical fiction is a really good way to learn. And it's from a high schooler's point of view. So he's, he's starting to realize what's happening in society and the effect and, and the emotions and the reaction that he has to that, like just, he's angry Uh and he's frustrated and he's trying to find ways to kind of get around it. And it seems to always backfire. And it's, it's touching. Anyway, it's, he tries to have a girlfriend, and then can you even trust the girl? Like, it's hard. Like, Just like a lot of things. average day-to-day things amidst such a turmoil mm-hmm. or difficult things going on in the world. It's so hard. So anyway, I really liked it. I gave it four stars. It's called I Must Betray You by Ruta Sepetis. Sweet. I actually just checked it out at the library. It was available. Sweet. So I'll be starting that one Lucky soon. you. Right? It wasn't very long. How many hours it was it? It said seven. Yeah. Which I it's think like is- It's like 300 yeah. pages. Easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy to get through. Agreed. Okay. The next one I'm going to talk about is titled Sam by Allegra Goodman. I This came out, this is, I don't even know where I heard of this one. Oh, it's, it came out January of this year. So it's okay. probably been on a list newer. somewhere, yeah. a newer one. It's about a girl. Obviously, her name is Sam. And she, it's like, the. it's just a typical girlhood story. It starts where she's really young, and it just kind of follows her up through her teen years and all the difficult things of being a girl, a young girl, a teenage girl, um, feeling comfortable in your own skin. But Sam particularly has a situation where mom and dad, I don't even know if they were ever married or if they were married and divorced, but they're not together. But mom is talks very highly of her dad. Like, 
that he is just, you know, he's on his own journey and he is just doing this. He's kind of hippie-ish. He kind of comes and goes and maybe lives on communes sometimes and um, battles addiction off and on. So he'll come back when he's clean and things are really, really good. But is he going to stay? And if he leaves, is he going to come back? So she's dealing with that with her dad. But her dad understands her. Her dad gets her into climbing. And she climbs like fences, trees. um, And then she goes to an after school care place and learns actual rock climbing and really gets into rock climbing. She's really good at it. She says it's the only time she really feels clarity is when she's climbing. The rest of her life is turmoil, but if she can climb, she's good. Mom has a new boyfriend who she has a child with, and that child has some sort of behavioral um, disability. And so she also is worried about her brother and mom's working and she's single and this boyfriend kind of comes and goes as well. And so a lot of the responsibility of him lands on her as a family. And he is just challenging, so difficult to manage and keep her under control. And she just feels like she can't ever leave home because she can't. So she can't really have a normal teenage life and go out and just do whatever she wants. But at home, she's she's young. She shouldn't be there mothering her her brother. And mom's trying the best she can. I just think it's it's just a great story of how you discover who you are and comfortable with who you are and manage all that life throws at you. And yeah, I really liked it. I gave it four stars. Awesome. Yeah, lots of people deal with a lot of things. So true. And I'm amazed how they come out on top. It's amazing. Right. So Sam by Allegra Goodman. That's awesome. Cool. All right. The next one I'm going to talk about is Stone Cold Box by Rachel Collar Croft. Have you seen that Stone cover? Cold. It sounds so familiar, but I it's it, like quite um like a modern cover. I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's very edgy. <laughs> it's got the words are really big, and then a woman like blowing her fingers like a gun. Like a gun. Okay, and she and they're covered in jewelry. Um I was really excited about this book. It has been on a number of lists. I even want to say it was like a book of the month one month. Okay. Because it came out in February. Mm -hmm. So maybe in February it was. So I think that's how I got it um, on my list or at least on my radar. I I had to have it on hold for a while. Mm -hmm. Just recently got it. Um, This is a story of a young woman, B. And B is very beautiful. She has like a high position job in like a marketing firm uh-huh. in New York. She is dating a man who is like fa- has a lot of family money, like history of fam- like okay. this has been through the generations, like. Uh-huh just another level uh-huh. of money and she is loving that she has she feels like she has 
She's hit the jackpot. Yes. Now, as you get to know, that's right, right at the beginning. You see right where she's at. And then we get little bleeps um, into her past. And as, when she was a child, her, she was just her and her mother. And she would, her mother would jump from man to man, you know, getting as much from them as she could until oh. they moved on. Okay. And so you start young when she's with her mom and she's very young until and, and then as the story goes and you get to learn more about her past it's like she's also growing older in her past does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and at the same time like she her relationship with the current guy that she's with is also progressing and becoming more serious she's introduced to the family she's you know they attempt to pay her off to get rid of her because she's a working woman and they want him to marry a, yeah, someone like them Mm -hmm. with also family money. Yeah. And um, it doesn't work and she stays with him and he has a best friend that's a girl who is in love with him and she tries to like continually sabotage their relationship and all the things that B does to try to secure her relationship. It's crazy. You, I constantly what? found myself asking, like, do you love him or you just want his money? money? If you treat him really good, does it matter? Like, there is so many things. And she isn't really honest with him about her past because she's very afraid. She feels very ashamed of her past. Um, anyway, it's crazy. The end, like, at the beginning, I really, really enjoyed the first, you know, two thirds. And then it started to get a little crazy, like extreme crazy, like didn't quite believe like where it was all going. And even at the end, I was like, I did have that. <laughs> I gave it three stars because it okay. was certainly enjoyable. Um, it was a fun story. People have imaginations that like, I cannot, I, I don't know where they come up Your with this stuff. Your brain wouldn't have gone there. No, <laughs> but it was totally crazy. And at the same time, super entertaining it's definitely the story of like a gold digger who was born of a gold digger who doesn't want to be that way she wants to be married forever she just wants to be secure in that married forever right got it so i would love this is one that you're i'm like i need someone else who's read it that we can have a deep conversation about it because there are so many things to take apart in this book like i would love to talk about it so if you've read it Please let me know. Reach out to Sarah. Yes. She's got some things to say. Right. It, and again, the name of the book is Stone Cold Fox. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Last one. Can't believe Just, it. Just like cruising through this week. Right. Another good one for me. Okay. Horse by Geraldine Brooks. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen it. It's yes. It's been on lists yes. lately. Um, Geraldine Brooks is known for one of her other books, um, Year Year of Wonder, Year of Wonders. Um, yes, I know that one There's a couple too. in there. I had never read anything. I think, anyway, I looked at the cover and I was like, oh, I know her. I've read stuff by her before. But it really turned out that she just maybe <laughs> has a similar cover to some other books that I've read. I don't know. Because mm, she has written a bunch. Yeah. Um, but I I don't think I've read any of them. Not anyway, all our fiction. Yeah. This book was a little bit of everything so perfectly woven together. Really? When you come across a book 
about something that you're not really into, like say <laughs> horses. <laughs> I don't hate horses by all means, but I also don't love horses. So I was I had a I had a best friend in junior high who read every horse book, like every novel. With you can see the cover of them, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the horses out in the valley, and <laughs> she would read them all. And I just that is just not something I've ever been super into. Horses, sure, okay. Sure. Some people are horse people, some people are not. Anyway, this is about a horse, one horse in particular that is a very famous racehorse. However, around this theme of this horse is a couple other things going on. So back when this horse was being raced, it was a slave who took care of the horse of the master who owned the horse, the slave took care of it. And the slave um, created this bond with this horse and really learned how to get the horse to work for him and showed such intelligence in working with horses that um, he was able to do things beyond his skin color um, because of his talent with this and and the success of this horse. So it goes through, it talks about slavery and um, the North and the South at the time. And we're, we're coming up to um, the Civil War. We're coming up to we're coming up to the time of the Civil War, and people could turn you in if you tried to run away and make money off of it. And um, he wasn't treated very nice by people outside of the barn and the farm, but was treated pretty good and given quite a bit of respect um, inside the household. Then another part of this story is in Washington, D.C., um, there's a Smithsonian scientist who is from Australia and she is over it's i had never the things i don't know the things right. i learned from this yes so she is over a bunch one of the smithsonians where they have different animals and animal genetics figuring out the genetics of animals based off of these old skeletons of animals oh wow so they have all these like this famous racehorse the skeleton of it and they are learning about this horse and the genetics of it based off of the skeleton also then there are paintings of this horse that they use as well to look at some of the things in the genetics and the genealogy of the horse so there's that and they're trying to weave together this story that there's not a lot on from history during this time of pre-Civil War and this specific racehorse. Okay. There's also a picture, another story over here on this other side, uh, a picture that is thrown out on the street. This lady, her husband passes away. This is the very beginning of the book. And she just dejunks and gets rid of everything. And she just says to a neighbor who's walking by, who she's kind of been snarky with, um, take anything you want. And so he kind of looks through it just to be like polite as she's standing there, but she doesn't, he doesn't want any of the junk. And then he comes across this painting of a horse. So how okay. all of these stories are woven together wow. is amazing. 
And for someone who's not so into horses, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Wow. I gave it four stars. Cool. Horse by Geraldine Brooks. And I'm actually very surprised, like, how many books she's written. And that get very high. Like, Caleb's Crossing. Caleb's Crossing. Yes, I actually have that that one. That one is, like, really popular. The one that you said, Year of Wonders, had, like, over 155 ratings. Like, 155,000. ratings. Let me do that. Right. So, I just... And that one came out in 2002. Mm -hmm. So, it's been... She does. She's got a lot of books, but sh- her name just really no Geraldine not Brooks. I was circulating like, like I thought, but yeah. I have like so many of hers as want to read. Want to reads that you didn't. And even they realize. certainly have like a ton of people of the book, which I'm not familiar with, but it uh-huh. has 138, almost 139 thousand ratings. Like that's a lot. That's a lot of like, ratings. That is a ton. Yeah. So people are reading her books. Why is her name? Not more common. You know, and I, just looking at this, a librarian's note on her account, there is more than one author in the Goodreads database with this name. So. Interesting. name and Interesting. Okay. But I've never seen that on anything before. Okay. But, that makes me want to. I would assume those ones with all of on the. Her page reviews yeah Yeah, would be hers hers for sure anyway interesting really enjoyed it it's a longer one but um worth the read really good awesome really really good so very cool all right um the last one i'm gonna talk about today is i'm I'm probably saying this wrong mammy okay uh by jessica george um this is beautiful. This is new. It just came uh, out in January of this cover. year. It's so fun. It's been on a ton of lists. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a Reese book club pick and yep. it was a book of the month. And anyway, um, I, I've seen it all over the place. I've been waiting for it and I finally got my turn. I will, I will say this is like, it was a sad story. It's a story of, a Ghana girl. She's, Uh you know, 25 years old, um, but she's lived in England her whole life. She's born in England. Her parents are both from Ghana. Okay. Um, And it's just, she's 25, but we we learn about like her childhood. She was, her mom would spend a year in Ghana and then a year in England, and then a year in Ghana, and then a year. And it kind of started to become even less than that. Like by the time she was older, her mom would make a lot of excuses of why it would be hard for her to get. It's just so expensive. And, you know, I'm, she was running a family hotel in Ghana. And so it just made she sense for her to there. stay there. And, um, you know, there was like a family motto of like, you never told other people outside of your home what was happening at home. And so she never told anyone that her mom was, wasn't living there. She would always make it seem like she was going Coming back and, going and forth, and, but yeah, yeah, but that she was home regularly. Um, and she, her parents didn't share a bedroom and there was, you know, they were married, but they were not really together you know that way and so 
she just had a really different and but they didn't ever talk about anything they couldn't talk about it outside of the house but they certainly weren't talking talking about about it at home and um her father at 25 her she's taking care of her father now who has parkinson's Mm -hmm. and so he needs help getting him out of bed he has to be fed he um has to have a care care with him all of the time i mean she could leave for a little bit but it was unsafe to leave him, to leave him alone. for a very long time. And so she's trying to go to work. When she's at work, they have a care, like a nurse that comes in and stays with him. And um, she would have to like lift her father in and out of bed in morning and night and it's hurting her back. 25 years old, she's got back problems, right? Like little things like this. She has an older brother who, um, because he never found family at home, she she explains it like he found families and all of his friends and friends families and so he was never around never participated in helping and it was not uncommon for her mom to call and be like i need money and have to send money to everyone so she's taking care of her dad she's sending her mom money her mom is always guilting her for not being married like just she is carrying a lot for a 25 year old okay so i will say this book has heavy adult themes she is figuring out life um, and she makes some hard decisions as she is finding her way without any guidance. I will say that. Um, there is some language, but it felt, it feels like what she is going through. It's, it's placed well. Yeah. It's not misplaced. Yeah. I just felt like, you know, just so that you have a heads up when you read this, because it is a really, it was very eye opening. She is a black woman in. England, which my perception of England is that they are way more racially diverse than we are. Where, I mean, I live in Utah, which is not racially diverse. Right. Um, But I have this idea that there's a lot of different people there. And she regularly mentions that she's the only black person in the room, Um, which was surprising to me. I, yeah, that was new to me. Um, And and just there's a lot of things like race issues that she is super naive and is confronted with. And it was surprising to me. I think I am naive. And so I felt right there with her in her um, experiences and realizing what was happening to her. So and then there are other things that are in workplace that was really beneficial. And then I thought, wow, we could we could all be doing that and treating our employees well. Uh-huh. And even she didn't know how to take it. Like it was, it was good. So lots of things that were not good and good and super struggle and watching her find her voice, figuring out who she is and what she deserves, what she, what should be required of her and what should not be required of her. And how do I say this is not okay? This is right. There's a bit needing to put boundaries in place. Yeah. Sounds like. And, and while still like feeling so much love for your family. Yeah. Like it you was. You can do both. Yeah, you can do both. And it was, it was really well that. done. It was really well done. I gave it f- four stars. I definitely enjoyed it and I was wrapped up in it for sure uh-huh. and would recommend it. Mammy. Awesome. Yeah. Woo. I think those I were all like four and five and. Yeah. Those were only great. my stone you cold had- fox. But you still enjoyed like, it, so <laughs> blown away. So good. We would love to hear from you. If you've read these books and you had opinions, please send them our way. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe. It's so helpful. Share with your friends. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. 
And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your book club. club. Thank you.